Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Welcome back, everybody, to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I had an interesting weekend, actually. There was this building on the corner of my street that caught fire, and this is the second time that it's caught fire this year, so the fire was, unfortunately, it was just so devastating that they have been tearing down the building, which I will tell you that uh, for recording a podcast, because I do these at home, that has not been the greatest environment, because every five seconds you hear these you know, clanking of bricks and steel. And it's just been, it's just been a mess. But I have decided to show up and and commit to doing it anyway. And if you guys hear the clanking outside, you know, I, I, what can I, what can you do? (laughs) You know, this is life. So today, guys, I really wanted to talk to you about something that's kind of near and dear to my heart. And this is something I struggled with a lot when I first, uh, wanted to stop drinking and something that now I struggle with as a sober person, um, especially when it comes to friends of mine. And I really wanted to reinforce this to you guys because I think that this is really important that people know. I'm going to title this episode, Sober People Do Not Look Down Upon You. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time. Sober people do not look down upon you. They don't look down upon you. So when people are moving into this this idea that they want to stop drinking or when they feel like, and this always happens when they feel like they have lost control of their drinking and they start reading things on social media or reading things online from friends of theirs that have stopped drinking, they always think, oh God, like fuck this sober person. Like this person thinks that they're all, you know, high and mighty. Now, Here's the thing. I didn't know that people thought this way. So when I got sober, I was like so excited because when you get sober, your eyes just open and you stop living in this cloudy haze that you've been in for years. I think I mentioned this in my last podcast that it's kind of like waking up for the first time and you're you're awake and you're alive or this this woman that I that I worked with last year used to say I'm alert, awake, alive, enthusiastic, not about sobriety, just about going to work. She used to say that in the morning to get herself motivated. When you get sober, like that's how you feel all the time. You're alert, awake, alive, enthusiastic. Alert, awake, alive, enthusiastic. I want to save the whole fucking world. Oh my God. <laughs> that's how it is. It just feels like this energy, like the the wool that has been over your eyes for so long has just been lifted and you are looking at the world in real technicolor. You are like, holy shit. I have not felt this way and I can't even tell you how long and you're so excited and you want to share with everybody the wonders and the blessings of sobriety. So that's like the first thing that you do. That was the first thing that I did. I was like, all right, guys, 
Andy's here. Andy that you've been sitting at the bar with that's super cool. I mean, I'm your I'm your your buddy and I'm here to like help you because I know because you know when you drink with a bunch of people like you know that you're all like in that like you all are in that place and you know it's not something I mean it's something that you talk about sometimes like you ever been like drunk with your friends at the bar and you're talking to each other about about your issues with alcohol I mean you're kind of like in this group together where you you're experiencing that cognitive dissonance together and you're you're partying together and having a great time together, but you're also having those times together where you kind of know that you're in a place where it's a little out of control, but it's safe because you're all in that place. So when I got sober, I was like, yo, I'm like, I'm your best buddy. Like I want to, I want to step up and I want to help you guys out because like I'm, I'm super safe and I'm super cool and I know the way now. So I'm going to help you guys and it's going to be amazing. And you know, some people really enjoyed that they they took what I was saying and what I was doing and I was writing because I I never preached like I like like uh, as a friend of mine says you know it's it's attraction not promotion I never preached sobriety to anyone just like I never preached quitting smoking to anyone because no one likes a preacher like nobody likes the person that's like all right (laughs) like you 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 need to stop that like that bad habit you're like no one likes that person So I was never that person. But what I did do was I did talk very openly about the great life that I was experiencing now that the hell was over. And I did it when I quit smoking too. I was like, okay, life is so good without this. I just want to tell you all about it. But with smoking, it was easier because cigarette smoking is seen as negative. And as I talked about in my last podcast, alcohol, drinking alcohol is seen as positive. So... When you're talking about the great things that are happening in your life because you've stopped drinking, there's uh, there's people will see you as, oh God, like, the, why is that person doing that? Like, for some reason, instead of like seeing the, the things that you're saying and hearing the things you're saying for what they are, they're hearing you speak and they're like, oh, that judgmental bitch. Oh, how, what, what does she, what right does she have to say about my drinking? And that's, not what you're trying to do at all. Like, I genuinely was so excited to share. Like, I was excited to talk about the health, the health shit. I was excited to talk about the fact that I didn't have acid reflux constantly for the first time in like a year and a half. Like, I always experienced constant acid reflux. Like, I was at the store buying omeprazole. Like, it was like in, like in, like it was going out of stock. <laughs> like, I was like, okay. I need a one-month supply, and then I need a backup supply, and I think that I even need to double the dose on this because, you know, that's what I need to do. I had Tums, like I had Tums in the in the cabinet in addition to the omeprazole, and sometimes even that wasn't enough. Like I remember working at a bar, and we always had milk behind the bar, and one time I actually, I hate milk. I hate milk so much. This is a fun fact about me. This is not about sobriety. I hate milk so much. I can count on one hand the amount of milk, the glasses of milk that I've drank since I was two years old. I hate milk. It's disgusting. It's vile. I remember I had to drink a glass of milk because my acid reflux was so fucking bad that I couldn't, I couldn't handle the shift. Like it was burning my throat. Like, I mean, you think people who drink so heavily get esophageal cancer. Like, I know why. Like, that that acid reflux was horrible. And let's just talk about my digestive health. Like, holy shit. Like, guys, I didn't, I didn't poop solid for years. Like, this is a real thing. <laughs> like, 
my gut health was so terrible. And you're probably like, all right, so what? You shit a lot. Well, it was it was more than that because when your body can't absorb nutrients from the food that you eat, I mean, that's just adding to, number one, you're going to be less healthy. But number two, like you're going to be fatter. You're, you're going to look, you're not going to look as good because you – because your body is thinking that it's starving for vital nutrients that it needs. And, and there was so much of like just the health. And then there was the, the spiritual and emotional things that were happening. Like that I woke up in the morning and I felt good for the first time in, in maybe 10 or 15 years. That I opened my eyes and I was like, holy shit, I'm awake. And I went to bed at a normal hour because, you know, my body learned how to make melatonin. Which it forgot how to do because alcohol fucked up my sleep cycle so much. And so I was so excited. Like I was so excited to share all of this with people. And people were not excited at all to hear it. Like they, I, And I was such a dense idiot. Like because I can be so dense sometimes to what other people are thinking that I had no idea. I didn't even know that they were feeling this way. I was just like, oh, I'm going to write a new thing and I'm going to put it on social media. And I'm so excited for people to read it today. And like I would get all this positive feedback from people. And I was like, great, I'm amazing. I'm going to write another thing and I'm going to put it on social media today. And I, I, I just kept doing that. And then all of a sudden, like every now and again, and it wasn't like, I knew that it, these were things about me because I would I would put out something like that or I would write something like that and somebody would like within minutes of my post, someone that was close to me would write some passive aggressive nasty post and, and it was just too coincidental and I'd be like, oh shit, they're writing that about me. But why are they doing that? So I, I talked to some friends and people are like, well, you know, they think that you're being judgmental and I was I was like, but but like I'm not like I've been there like I know where these people are at like I know what it feels like to be like them I would never be judgmental to those people I'm here to help like I'm I'm like if you want to keep drinking like by all means like I will sit at the bar with you and that's the one thing you got to know about your sober friends they will probably sit probably I mean some people you know in their sobriety they just bars are not they're just not able but a, but a good chunk of sober people are are totally fine with going to the bar with you and sitting with you and if you're drinking then they'll They'll just sit there. Like, they're totally okay with it. Like, sober people are okay with hanging out with their friends. And if their friends are drinking, the majority of sober people are totally fine because they've seen that their life is better without alcohol. So if you want to drink alcohol, cool. Like, they don't care. Like, they don't give a shit if you're drinking alcohol. Like, if my friends want to sit and shoot the shit and drink beers, like, I will sit. I went to a friend's birthday over the summer. They drank for, I don't know, six, seven hours. And I had a wonderful time with all of them. And... It was totally cool that I wasn't drinking beer. I didn't even miss it. I mean, I missed the flavor of beer, but I wasn't thinking, oh God, I wish I was trashed right now. Like, I didn't think that. I love it. Like, I love hanging out with friends. If they're drinking, okay. Like, great. Like, if they want to stop drinking, great. I, I would love to be the person that can help them because I had people help me and, you know, I'm not, like I said, I've said in the past, I'm not in the 12-step program. But when, you know, people that are, I mean, I think all people that reach this level of sobriety, like people in 12-step programs and people who are not in 12-step programs, the one thing that we all have in common is that people that are sober want to give back. They want to help as many people as they can. Like they have this real need. They have this real need to help. They want to help everybody that they can possibly help. And they 
want to do it genuinely and they want to do it out of the goodness of their heart because they know what it feels like to be on the other side. So do you have a problem with alcohol? That's that's not my place. Like, so if you think a sober person is judging you for your relationship with alcohol, they're not. It's not my place to say whether whether you have a, a problem with alcohol or not. Um, if you're drinking and getting irrationally angry at me and treating me like shit all the time, which, you know, I have friends that do and have done in the past, you know, then then it becomes more about, you know, my relationship with you and whether or not I want to continue being put in that position. But if my relationship with you is good, I'm not judging your drinking or whether or not you have a problem with alcohol. It is not my place to judge that. You are the only person that can decide whether your relationship with alcohol is something that you want to continue or something that you would like to cease. It's this is this is completely on you. I mean, I can't I can't make those decisions for you. Are you happy in your career? Are you are you missing work? Did you lose your job? I mean, like, did that happen? Like, are you, are you okay with that? I mean, like for everybody, it's different. Like maybe, you know, alcohol for me and my relationship with alcohol was just like, I was missing my runs. I was feeling like shit. I mean, I was doing stupid things. I was sending stupid text messages. I mean, before, before I I stopped drinking, I mean, yes, I did have, I, I have mentioned that I have hit a rock bottom more than once. But on the daily, I wasn't, you know, my life was kind of manageable. It really was. So, you know, it's just a question of where you're at. Like, are you are you feeling good, happy-go-lucky? Your life is great. Your relationships are great. Your family life is great. Your financial life is great. I mean, because if all those things are great, then, you know, maybe you don't have a problem with alcohol. But if things are out of control, I mean, you're getting injured, losing friendships, losing relationships, losing your job, you know, all that. Yeah, then maybe it's something that you need to consider. But the bottom line is, it is not my place to tell you where you're at with that. And no sober person is going to make that decision for you. I mean, a sober person will listen if you say, hey, I'm, you know, I think I'm, I have a a bit of a problem. A sober person is going to say, okay, well, maybe I can help you with that. I would love to help you, whatever you need. Like, I would like to step up and help you with that. And a sober person will always want to share the positive side of sobriety with as many people as they possibly can share that with. But are they judging you and your individual life and your individual lifestyle? Absolutely not. They're 100% not doing that. They're not doing that at all. And your anger I think has more to do, I I don't think, I know, your anger has more to do with your relationship with yourself and your relationship with alcohol and, and, and your cognitive dissonance and how you feel about yourself than it does about that other person. Like it has nothing to do with a sober person. If you're getting angry when a sober person is, is just trying to show the positive side of sobriety, that's about you. I mean, it's really hard to hear these things and I know that it kind of loses people a little bit. But when I used to feel, you know, a little bit of anger anger towards people that were on the other side of sobriety, that were sober. I was more upset with myself and my inability to get away from it than I was about anyone else. And I, I had come to terms with what my drinking was like really early on. So I very rarely got mad. I very rarely got mad. It's kind of like an, a, an abusive relationship. So this is this is a like an aside. I was in a, in a, re- a relationship that was not good. And when I was in that relationship and things were happening, like I talked about my rock bottom, um, which had to do with that relationship. And when I was in that relationship, I had friends that reached out to help me. 
And I never got angry at those people for trying to help me because I knew what, what it was. I knew what that relationship was and it was, it was bad. It wasn't serving me and it was leading me to a place in my life, in my psychological life, in my, you know, in all kinds of aspects of my life where it was leading me down a path where it was making my life worse and it was taking me the furthest away from the best human being that I could possibly be. And my friends knew that and I knew that. So when they would say those things to me while they were uncomfortable to hear, I was very gracious. But not everyone that's in that position is going to get to that point. Like there are people that are going to be, you know, in a relationship where somebody beats them or somebody, you know, a laundry list. But let's just name name some negative thing. Name some bad thing that could be going on in a relationship and those people oftentimes will get angry at their friends for trying to say hey you know like let me help you with this and the anger the anger is not because of the friends you know the anger is is because of of what they have to to deal with with themselves to be able to get themselves to safety get themselves out of that relationship and the same thing is happening you know with alcoholics and people that that are sober um I, I've definitely had a, a couple of friends that were alcoholics that you know were mean to me or abusive to me and alcoholics notoriously will be the most abusive to people that are closest to them and it, it has nothing to do with the other person as much as it has to do with the, the conflict that they're feeling within themselves So as you're kind of looking at your friends that are sober, if you're still drinking, you have to know that those people only want to love you. Like they don't want anything. They're they're not passing judgment against you. Like your whole life right now is judgment. You're judging yourself. You feel like other people are judging you. You feel like a disconnect between the person, the great person that you know you can be. Like maybe you're an artist. I mean, maybe you're a singer. Maybe you are a comedian. Like I'm just, I'm listing these jobs because I actually know a lot of performers. And, um, you know, maybe you are somebody that, you know, sees yourself as a great business executive. I mean, it could be anything. It could be anything. And you see yourself that way. But the drinking is taking you the furthest away from that maximum potential of what you believe yourself to be. And because of that, you feel this anger. And so when you look at other people that are succeeding and they're succeeding in sobriety and then, you know, usually there's a correlation with success in sobriety, with success in, you know, financial success or professional or personal success, relationship success, you know, people that are sober have more meaningful relationships, their relationships are healthier and deeper. Like when you see those things happening it's not really about the sober person it's about what you what you feel in yourself and what you feel is going on with you and that's why that's where all this anger is coming from but I need to reiterate it a thousand times to you that the person that is sober that is trying to preach the the, I'm not gonna say preach the gospel but preach the good life that person just wants to help you like they are like you could and you know what's what's great about this this is this is the secret and I want to really tell you this really drive it home you can you can shit on that person. You can you can take a shit on their face. I mean, maybe not a literal shit because they might be angry about that. I mean, but if you can shit on that person, and the second that you need help from that person, that person is going to be there for you. And I can I can tell you every single person that that is drinking that that has treated me like shit, and I have I just brush it off. And you know, if any of those people came to me and said I'm having a problem, like I really I need your help, I would be like one thousand percent I'm here for you because it's here's the thing it's not you 
It's the alcohol. I mean, you are, you, you're not, you are not a bad person. Like if you are, if you are having this, this displaced anger and you're, you're projecting it on someone else, you're, you're not a bad person. And all the, so all your sober friends know that they know that you're not a bad person and they know that you're not necessarily in the driver's seat because alcohol is woven itself into your life in such a way that you just can't see clearly at this moment but you will be able to see clearly once you get the fuck off of that shit like if it's if it's a problem again I can't tell you if it's a problem but if it's a problem the second you can get the fuck off of it it will begin to resolve itself and isn't that so beautiful like isn't that the most beautiful thing that you've heard today is that everything is going to start resolving itself like the parts of your brain, your brain. I mean, if you look there, just Google, do a Google search. I mean, I can't, I can't obviously put a, an image on a podcast, but just Google, you know, images of, you know, a brain that's disordered by alcohol. Google alcohol brain scans or something like that. I don't know. I mean, like just make something up. Um, but if you go to Google and do that, you know, you'll see that alcohol actually begins to change the chemistry of your brain and it begins to change the way that your brain looks and behaves. And like, there's so much I was talking about in my last podcast about how this this illusion of a drunk man's words being a sober man's thoughts well when the alcoholic that is not drinking when the alcoholic that is not drinking so when they're having their moments where they are not under the influence of alcohol yes they might be feeling these these negative things towards other people but that's not them that's the alcohol so when you are feeling like let's say that it's just okay your friend joe got sober and you're feeling like i'll go fuck joe like joe can go fuck himself like you're having these feelings when you're sober about joe well, that's not really you having those feelings. That's the alcohol. The alcohol has confused you and has confused your brain and has your brain thinking in those ways that it wouldn't normally think if you weren't abusing alcohol all the time. Like, And as you get sober, those things begin to be rewired so that just on your own, like feelings that you have, all of this negativity that you're constantly living in, like you're living in this constant state of negativity towards other people – and it's not it's not because of you it's because of the drinking and as you the longer you stay sober the more that starts to go away so these are just things to think about i just i need to say it again i've said it what five times now Sober people do not look down upon you. They do not look down upon you. They're not judging you. They don't think that you're a bad person. They don't think that you're out of control in any way. And they are not going to decide for you whether or not you have a problem. Only you can decide that. And when you get to that point, when you decide, when you decide, and I don't know, I mean, maybe, you know, if you do, if you do, I mean, maybe you don't, but if you do, the second that you need help and you go to those people, they're going to be there for you. A thousand percent. And you just have to know that. Like I, if I didn't say it enough times, sober people do not look down upon you. They don't look down upon you. Not today, not tomorrow, not last week, not next year. They don't look down upon you. They are here to help. So thank you guys. <laughs> thank you guys for listening to that. You know, it's interesting because I'm a relatively new podcaster and I do 
speak in, in a manner where I can kind of keep my speech kind of moving along. But this is the first time that I've recorded a podcast where I have not had to pause and catch my breath. So this is obviously something that I feel very passionately about. So I really appreciate you guys being here to share that with me. I feel very passionate about being able to help people and help people get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve them anymore. So you guys can, I'm always here. I'm here for you. If you guys need somebody, you can send me a DM on social. My socials are on my website at getthefuckoff.com. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore getthefuckoff. I'm available by email, andy at getthefuckoff.com. And I'm always here. There's going to be new podcasts every week to just help you guys kind of start rewiring the way that you think about a lot of this shit because we all deserve to have such good lives, guys. I really truly believe that. And I just want to see everybody start to feel better in 2021. We have had a hard year, guys. So let's let's start working towards loving ourselves and, and making life better. I will see you guys soon. I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of your day. Take care, everybody.